0: Welcome to the Trucker's Podcast with your host, Raymond White, telling the story of those who move America. Today we have Steve Bryan, CEO and co-founder of Blue Wire. Steve, I like to describe him as the cowboy of technology when it comes to safety and risk mitigation in trucking. And in this episode, you will learn about an excellent partner to help gain insight into the areas a plaintiff attorney will try to exploit about your company and the tools to remedy those weaknesses before an accident ever occurs. Steve, welcome.
1: Well thank you. Thank you for I appreciate that. I'm glad to be here I and mean, I couldn't have uh, described this conversation better. I think you nailed it.
0: Well good. I, I I try to get us kicked off right. If not I uh we can always we can always recover later. But. <laughs> yeah, we'll make some less people. <laughs> yeah. So, Steve, describe Blue Wire as it relates to a trucking company.
1: Sure, yeah. So, you know, the, the probably the most straightforward way that I can think of to describe us or to, to maybe categorize us is is kind of like a credit score. So we, like, like credit reporting agencies, we collect a lot of data, Um, We are looking for evidence, not of creditworthiness in our case, but of vulnerabilities and exposure to the specific tactics and strategies of these highly skilled and highly trained and highly motivated tribal lawyers that have been attacking us for the last you know, dozen years or so. so. That's what we do. We gather data, we analyze it, we evaluate every motor carrier in the United States Seven hundred and fifty thousand interstate carriers, and all of them, whether they know it or not, every motor carrier has a series of blue wire scores that we have attached to them that we make available to insurance.
0: No, absolutely. Well, I'm sure uh, I'm sure that you know, trucking companies are going to want as, as the word gets out. Are going to want to learn more and more about what their score is. Um, to take us a step back. Steve, tell us about your background and, and how that led to you starting Blue Wire.
1: Uh, sure. So I kind I of want to describe as a bit of a serial entrepreneur in the software business. I started my first software company back in 1989 when we put software on a stack of floppy disks and put it in a box and shrink wrapped it and put it on a shelf to sell it. So it was a little bit of a different world then. But series of companies, seven companies I've started. With the fire being the seventh, and by the way, the last. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But it's, I would say, a common theme that has gone through my work to date. I have, um, I have developed products and sold them in areas as diverse as education, uh, legal and regulatory compliance in car dealerships. children's entertainment. Um, we worked with a number of very large Fortune 500 companies in their advertising departments trying to figure out in some of the early early years of the internet what kids were doing online what they were looking for and all kinds of things. And then I discovered the trucking industry in 2007 uh, when I uh, actually was referred by a friend of mine who was a defense attorney in the trucking industry and I was Talking about some ideas I had for a new kind of a data platform for safety and compliance that he said you should look at trucking. was mm-hmm. like, Is that an issue in trucking. Mm-hmm. So that led right to the foundation of a company called Visual. And that was a very successful effort. We had we had over eight thousand uh, customers, motor carrier customers who subscribed to our CFA analytics platform. Um, over a ten-year period, and, and that uh, I sold that business in 2017 to Samba Safety, the large, okay, uh, larger, larger, technology company in the NPR world.
0: And I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of listeners are probably familiar with with Samba Safety. Yeah,
1: you yeah, know, probably. So then, then, uh, then I uh, in in kind of late summer of 2020 I left Santa after staying with them for three and a half years after the acquisition. Um, great company, had a great time. Being back and forth from where I lived at the time, which was Portland, Oregon, to Denver, where they were, and then COVID, of course, stopped all of our travel. And then I started looking for something else I like, could to serve the trucking industry. And and I then recruited three other partners to join me and the four of us founded Blue Wire They're in the fall of 2020 with the mission we're on now, which is to try and work with insurance and with motor carriers and with everybody in the industry who will rally around our cause to try to use data to fight back against these these attacking
0: trial officers. No, no, absolutely. And I think, uh, I think most trucking companies can can get beyond that. Uh, I think we all can. Um, I'm curious, Steve, what sparked the idea for Blue Wire?
1: Um, well, I guess you know, as I was as I was finding myself unemployed and looking for something to do, I always default to what could I do with data, and and primarily, what can I do in the trucking industry? Like I, I didn't see myself quite having the energy to go out and and come to understand and peel back the layers of a whole new industry that I didn't know. Um, And I had just come to love the trucking industry, the people, and the attitudes, and the willingness to try new things, and the focus on safety, and the self-made nature of so many of these companies, and the people. I just love it. So I started looking for where can I help this industry with data, analytics, AI, what can I do? That's my strength in this industry. And it became very clear the biggest problem we were looking at at that time, and it has only gotten worse, is this so-called nuclear verdict problem um, fueled by the the lawyers' love of their reptile theory. So that Mm -hmm. we said. Hmm. I wonder if there's a way to collect data, analyze it the right way, and give this industry better tools to fight back against these insane runaway verdicts that we're seeing.
0: No, absolutely. Yeah, in into that. And what would you say a trucking company, or I guess to, to rephrase that, why should a trucking company be concerned about their reputation? Their blue wire score, or the uh, what, what's important about the reputation that they have.
1: Well, you know, it's it's really at the heart of the, the reptile theory. Um, the There's a book. If, if you can go to Amazon, look at that reptile. It's called. It's called the the plaintiffs revolution. I think is the subtitle. And what it is based on. The entirety of that book, which is, you know, I think they still get something over a thousand dollars a copy on Amazon. But the the essence of that book is, simply how do you inflame a jury to get them so emotionally worked up that they want to punish the defendant? And it's all about emotion, punishment, and fear, and all the things that go back to the, the theory that the old reptile brain that lives deep inside of all of our heads responds to that kind of fight or flight mentality. That's all it is. So, in order to inflame that in, in a jury, they go to the reputation. It isn't about the, the facts of the specific crash. That's not important that's not to them. But they want the crash as simply an opportunity to dig into the data of the trucking company and expose their weaknesses and show that to a jury to inflame them, anger them, so they reach into their purse and come out with a big award. That's it. That's the, that's the representative. of the just saved you a thousand dollars. You don't need to buy the
0: book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure everybody was just chomping at the bit to give these plaintiff attorneys even more of their money. You know. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh man. Well, what is the uh, what is the most common deficiency that you see uh, that you have seen Blue Wire uncover so far about you know, the motor carriers that that have been that are scored. Yeah, great
1: question. So they, so we we actually look at nine different categories when we create these scores. So, you know, I mentioned we scored motor carriers in nine categories and then all that rolls into one kind of high level score we call the gap score. So, you know, I won't try to name them all or explain them all, but we look for example at at crash rates. We look at violation rates in certain categories. We're looking at their CSA performance. We'll look at the driver out of service, safety rating, MCS-150 compliance. Those are some of the categories we look at. The most common is crash. Crash rates that exceed national averages. And, you know, in some ways, it's A very difficult problem, especially if you're a smaller carrier and you have a couple of crashes, that weight looks very high. Two crashes and three trucks, that looks like you're completely out of control. But we Mm -hmm. have figured out a way to peer group those so that you can then compare people across the entire spectrum of all the national data, so it kind of normalizes all that, but where we see the poor scores and in our world, we score on a 0-100 basis, 0 is bad, 100 is good, just like I said. Um, when we see the poor crash scores, it's astounding how often it can be cured just by conducting regular, routine crash preventability reviews. And mm. I don't know why exactly this is happening, Raymond, but the industry is backing off those. And you can see it in the data. The SMCSA reports these. There are fewer and fewer motor carriers doing these consistently. And it's, that's the, that's the most common thing I'd say we see is poor crash scores, the way we analyze them, and the motor carrier has given up on doing crash preventability reviews. And that is a deadly combination. They should not do that. I wouldn't, if nobody takes anything from this podcast other than Please get focused back on the crash preventability reviews. I know they're not perfect. I know they can be frustrating and time-consuming, but they are worth doing.
0: No, absolutely. I love that you said that. And, you know, I've, I've noticed a very similar trend uh, myself. You know, I'll look at a company's uh, record and notice that maybe in, you know, early 2020, 2020 even 2021, there, there were a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of accidents marked as not preventable, but it looks like the last couple of years you know, the effort has been given up on. And, and we oh. both know how frustrating the process is. And, you know, hopefully, the, you know, I think the FMCSA is aware of that because I, I wouldn't call myself an expert on it, but I have seen some documentation come through where they are looking at expanding the categories. Yeah. Of course, yeah. that's going to yeah. move it at a snail's pace. Yeah. But, you know, so who, knows, who knows when that's going to be expanded? But,
1: but the FMCSA uh, works at the speed of light. Come on, I guess. probably. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. And, um, so, no, I, I completely agree with you. And, you know, it's uh, it's a frustrating, you know, position, you know, that we are on our side. But, you know, in my opinion, too, we, we can only work with the cards we're dealt. We can't give up. And, yeah, it's not easy, but, you know, it's something we all just got to slug through, I believe.
1: Yeah. I would just encourage people to think of yourself sitting in a deposition with a very highly skilled, uh plaintiff's attorney across the table from you, grilling you on your higher than average uh press rates. And how are you gonna respond to that? At that point in time, you don't get to say, well, I just never submitted them for review. <laughs> They're not at <reliable. laughs> yeah. It's way too late at that point. You're you're toast. So that I'd say is the number one recommendation I would make. There's lots of others. We see a lot of violations, specific violations, and we really dig into these. A, a violation is not just like every other violation. So, in the reptile, they teach their, their young attorneys to look for certain specific things, like hours of service violations, like driver credentials that are out of date, like drug and alcohol offenses. Speeding is one they love when you have a pattern of seeing violations, they're all
0: over that stuff. They just, get, they just start salivating at the mouth, don't they? Oh,
1: it's red meat. It's red meat. To them, that is evidence of a poor safety culture, and that's what they're after. That's their emotional story. So crashes, violations, look at the CSA. CSA is a mess. It's always been a mess. I made my living off CSA for a decade more, and uh, and it's a mess. Sorry, FMCSA, but it has all these the math. <laughs> yeah. It's still a mess, and, and it should not be used in the way a lot of insurance companies are using it. But, uh, you know, that's a little soapbox. It's a terrible way to assess risk of a motor carrier, and yet they use it that way. So, you know, we evaluate that too.
0: Absolutely. Yes, well, that's what I was going to ask you is, is to tell everyone about your partnership and your growing partnership with insurance carriers and how they are utilizing the Blue Wire score.
1: Yeah, so so there are so many dimensions. You you know better than I do. In a way, I'm still learning the insurance business. I I got pretty good, I think, at understanding safety and compliance and the FMCSA and all the regulatory stuff that happened. You know, when I was when I was running Vigilow, the the insurance world. A lot of friends out there, but I didn't really come to understand it as I have more recently. So Blue Wire. As I think we have different use cases, whether you're a broker, such as you are, or a captive manager who has kind of that membership who share risk in a, in a kind of a pooled risk environment, or if, as you say, you're you an insurance company, you're the one that actually is is underwriting this risk, right? And there's yeah. slightly different use cases in each of those in each of those models, and. All all of them are customers of ours. Now I'm not saying we have every customer in the insurance industry, but we have customers in each of those categories. So in the in the underwriting layer, the insurance company, the way we're the way we seeing it work is they're actually asking when a when a renewal comes in, they're asking for the Blue Wire profile as a part of that renewal application. They want to see our data. On a motor carrier that's coming back for a renewal. And yeah. that then requires the broker to have some understanding of what it is and how to provide it. How do I walk in the door with this data, with the reports that Blue Rire can provide, really with the narrative of what this motor carrier really looks like. And yes, there's need for improvement here or there, but here's what they've done in the last year. That's what we're a tool in the toolkit of the broker have those better conversations come renewal time with the underwriter. Um, Also, a really, really, uh, I think, useful tool for prospecting, you know, our platform allows brokers to query and search and price and dice the entire trucking industry based on more variables than I can possibly describe to you, Um, both across FMCSA data, license and insurance data, it's an incredible search tool to just find the motor carriers that fit the profile that you want to have as a client. So there's prospecting, there's a renewal, and then all of this is been kind of funneling down to those conversations you're going to have with
0: the underwriter. Yeah. No, I'm, I can tell you from my conversations with the owners of trucking companies, nothing frustrates them more than feeling like they're in the dark about what's driving their insurance premium. and you know, the right, you know, of course there's bad apples in every industry, but the most owners of trucking companies truly want somebody to tell them, hey, do this, and it'll help, it'll help you improve one long-term cost stability because we all know if a, you know, a trial attorney gets a hold of this and, you know, ends up getting a large verdict on them, it's going to, you know, really mess up their insurance premiums for a couple of years. And, and that might not happen. You know, you could go five years and that not happen. But you always need to be ready because that uh, that call at 2 a.m. when there was a bad accident can always come at any time. But from renewal to renewal, as you're as you gain in popularity and uh, more insurance companies start to a- adopt your system, uh, it's going to be starting to factor in in the renewals of every uh, motor carrier out there. And the owners of these companies want to be informed and want to see. Their blue wire score, and they should, especially after listening to this, want to see their blue wire score and know what they can do to improve. So,
1: yeah, absolutely. It's a it's this whole mission that we're all on together, and it's not just a blue wire mission, it's all of us trying to fight back against these trial lawyers. It requires all of us to be basically, you know, sending from the same sheet of music, right? And if 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 I have it and you have it and the underwriter has it, but the motor carrier themselves doesn't see it, we're not doing that. We're not on the same yeah. sheet. And everybody and, and we I think have made it very accessible and very affordable, no matter who you are, to do exactly that to see this data. That's our goal. Absolutely. After that to that credit score concept where you know you can see your own credit score. Or if you're a retailer, you can look up credit scores if they sell cars, if they're renting apartments. I mean, everybody involved in that credit worthiness question has access to exactly the same data. That's the platform we're trying to create. An open, shared, out in the daylight system where we all can help each other get better and chase these trial lawyers back to medical malpractice or slip and fall or hot right? <laughs> yeah. coffee or cases or whatever it is they want to go chase, get them out of our
0: trucking industry. That's right. Oh, no question about that. Well, see from your perspective, what do you see litigation and trucking looking like in 10 years? I mean, do you see the defense and the trucking side, you know, the side of the table, that, you know, we're all on? Do You see that improving or ever improving, or do you see any momentum out there? Or I hope so. <laughs> that's yeah. what we're trying to do. I sure,
1: I would sure like to say that I hope we can be successful as a company and also on our mission. You know, that's that's why the four founders of Blue Wire. Look, all of us were about the same stage of our careers. All of us, you know, in our in our mid sixties, four I was the youngest by the way, of four, just by a little bit. But uh, we, yeah, we gotta this.
0: throw that on there.
1: <laughs> we we did this because we wanted to serve the industry that has served us so well. So I certainly hope that at the end of this journey, wherever that is, we can look back and say we did it, we helped. We chased these guys away, we made it harder for them. We hardened ourselves as a target, and that's our mission. So I I I hope that's where we get, I think we have to get there, because the alternative is they just continue to eat our lunch, I mean this thing, this, this whole thing is not getting better, it's getting worse, you know, since, since I really started studying this, you know, like I said, kind of late summer, fall of 2020, we've had so many horrific cases. You know, shortly after that, we had our first billion-dollar verdict. If you remember that one, a small carrier in Florida, you know, and that just, you see that bar raising and raising and raising. So, as I stand here today, I can't, I can't say we're succeeding. You know, I, I think we still got a lot of work to do as an industry. I just hope we can be one tool in the toolkit to to help accomplish that.
0: No, absolutely. Well, I can't uh, tell you enough how I uh, align with your mission and appreciate your mission. And you know, Steve, this uh, this conversation has been great. It's uh, we're already you know, well over 20 minutes uh, in, and you know, it feels like it just flew by. And you know, the trucking industry is so essential to our country, and and you have played and you currently play a critical role by helping trucking companies. So I can't thank you enough for sharing.
1: Well, thank you, Raymond. I appreciate the opportunity, and uh, of course, you know, now that we're, we're partners in this, let us know what we can do to help. We're here for you.
0: Absolutely. Anybody listening, I'm going to include my email uh, in a very accessible point on this podcast, and I would encourage any trucking company who wants to see their Blue Wire score to reach out and email me, and be happy to get your report and send it to you. And both, and uh, I think, Steve, would you would really appreciate, too, to... I will share to the trucking companies how they can continue to receive their Blue Wire score and the different tools you have. And um, if nothing else, it would, you know, information and being armed with that information is important. So we'd love to bring that to you.
1: I, well, I think that's a, an excellent call to action. I think that contact you, you can share our, our severity report that we create. You can produce those on any motor carrier in the industry on demand. So you, you are exactly, you should be there first stop. Um, for any motor carrier that's even curious about this, that's no, there's no cost to them. They just call you and you will provide it. So, and we'll provide it. So that is an excellent first step call to action, I think, so I appreciate that.
0: No, absolutely. Well, Steve, thank you.
1: Alright, you have a good day.